host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, sober for 17 years, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome to Fearless Happiness. 19.7 million American adults have battled a substance use disorder. 38% of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder. But no matter what the struggle, no matter the challenge, you can overcome anything and become successful. Max and his guests share experience, strength, hope, and faith. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist. Welcome to another episode of the Fearless Happiness Podcast, and today's guest is Thomas Keenan. Um, what I like to do is have you introduce yourselves to the audience, who you are, what you do, and we'll get going. Hey, Max, how you doing, sir? First off, uh, grateful to be here on this podcast with you, and um, you know, my intention as always is to come here and deliver as much value as I possibly can and ultimately help someone, one of your listeners, succeed in business. Uh, and I, I come out leading with that because that's what I found to be my true purpose after several years of kind of smashing my head against the wall, um, being good at what I was at, what I was doing at the time, but not really, not really living uh, to, to my purpose and, and doing what I wanted to do and what, what I was put here on the planet to do. It took a lot of time for me to figure out what that was. So my intro a uh, real brief story uh, started, uh, I guess I was 17 years old in the car audio industry, um, went and uh, started working in that field. And, and before long, I thought I knew more than my boss uh, at the age of 21, started my first business, lasted five years, and I burned that sucker to the ground without knowing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, struggled pretty heavy there, but that was kind of my, um, call it my master's degree. You know, it was, that was my schooling, my schooling of hard knocks and, and real right. life, which is, you know, what gave me that base to kind of figure out, hey, this is how you do things and this is how you don't do things. And I learned very quickly and um, went through that, uh, closed that business down after, after five years, went to work for someone for a couple of years. And uh, shortly after that, uh, started um, my second business and we focused on GPS tracking devices and commercial fleet vehicles. Okay. So about five years into that business, it was like, hey, uh, my, oh, you know what? Five years in, my wife is like, hey, I'm pregnant, which we were trying for kids. It's right. awesome. It's like, all right, cool. And a couple of weeks later, it was like I got smashed in the face with the reality of, oh, wow, I'm bringing another human, another life into the, onto the planet. And I hadn't been taking my, my professional career that serious at that point in time. Yeah, I had done some things. I started a couple of businesses. I was making okay money, but I wasn't serious about any of it, if that makes any sense to you. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it took that life-altering moment of becoming a dad or finding out that I was going to become a dad. And that's when I was like, oh, shit, it's time to get serious because I, I had this business that I knew could be better than, than, than what my current abilities were to get it there. Right. So in order for me to do, do that, I had to go find the right people who knew more about business than I did and say, hey, how do I do this to get there? Like, I want to be there in business at this level. 
how do I get there from where I am now? Um, and the only, the only logical way to, to do it for me was to go find a business coach. That was step one. So I did it, spent a couple bucks. Uh, and that just led me down a road of working with a, a handful of, of coaches and, and mastermind groups over the past couple of years. And throughout that process of self-development, that's when I figured out, oh, I'm in the wrong lane. Like I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm, I'm working in the wrong industry. And that's when I figured out my passion and my purpose, which is to help others succeed in business. And uh, got busy with that a couple of years back. And I haven't, I haven't looked back at this point, man. It's been a hell of a ride. Yeah. And you've been through a lot. Like you said, you started young, like I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum, right? I started late, right? I just turned 53. So I'm in that process that you went through years ago. But the beauty of that is, is like, I have you, our apex group and other people, like-minded people that are very successful that I can actually tap into and, and pick their brains like yourself, like I have with you, um, which you know, I mean, I can't say I wish you would have found this out, you know, years ago, but it is, it happens when it's supposed to happen, I believe. But, you know, I want the audience to know, like, the people that I've interviewed have gone through their challenges, you know, they, they've lost businesses, they've gone through whatever challenge that is in your life, you know, I mean, it could be a drug addiction, it could be anxiety, depression, it could be losing businesses. You know, like you said, thinking at a young age, I knew better than my boss, I got started, I ran my business into the ground. So that's the whole premise of, of the Fearless Happiness podcast is to, you know, like you're doing, show the audience, like how you overcame the struggles you went through mm -hmm. and like where you're at now, like you, you help run Break Free Academy, you know, like one of your co uh, clients I know is a good friend of mine and he, you know, he's like, he's like that with me as a friend and as a mentor is tough because I know you're tough. Like you don't let people give excuses. So yeah. kind of like let the audience know about that stuff, like mm -hmm. how you coach and, and how you've overcome challenges so that you can help those people and live in purpose on purpose. Yeah, it all comes down to core values. You know, I talk about heavily in my book too, um, Unfuck Your Business. Um, that's the name of the book. And it, the life didn't start getting good to me until I got clear in those values and started living by them. So going back to the whole thing and, and how we hold people accountable uh, over at Break Free is, is, is this, like one of our core values is FYE, it stands for fuck your excuses, mm -hmm. right? So it's something that we live and die by within the office. It's something that our clients, including you, everyone knows what it means. And, and if someone, if you're, if you're having a bad day and you're, oh, poor me on a Facebook group post, someone's going to tag you with an FYE comment <laughs> and you're just going to be like, ah, oh, God damn it. I knew it. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, boom, instantaneously course correct because you know, you're not living up to your full potential. Right. And that's the beauty of, of being a part of, of apex is that like now it triggers me of like, I'm in the poor me's. I'm not going to go into the apex group and do a poor me pose. Cause I know I'm going to get it really, but other, I'm going to ask questions. Hey, this is what happened right? To show that I'm not coming up with excuses, but how do I overcome this challenge, right? And, and it's a beautiful thing to see people at every level of that group support you, you know, like I've never experienced it, except in my recovery, you know, which is a separate thing, but it's the same type of thing, right? It doesn't matter if you got 50 years sober or one day, we surround that person, we help them. If they're whining, we tell them to get off their ass and do some work. And, and that's the same way with Break Free Academy, right? Like if you're gonna whine, you're gonna get it. You better be prepared to get told, 
like stop crying and yeah, get to you're going to get a tongue lashing if you come in there <laughs> spewing negativity. It's simple as that. You know, and and it, it all goes back to the values. Like we come in, we do the work. You know, and that that's part of it. You know, we do what we say we're going to do when we said we're going to do it. But those are values that we live and die by within Break Free Academy and our clients do too. So if you're going to come in here and tell me that you're going to provide this service by this date, well, you better have it by this date. And yes, it's a value, but that's just being a good human, I think, too. You know, right. and, and if you can't do what you said you're going to do, at least communicate with me like a human. You know, right. don't just uh, bury your head in the sand and, 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 and just think this magical moment's going to pass. Because whether it's in recovery building a business, your relationship with your wife at home. Absolutely. Anytime you bury your head in the sand, it only makes shit worse. Absolutely. And I've been guilty of that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if I just like put my head in the ground and act like nothing happened, it'll pass by me. No, it's there. When you pull your head out, it's sitting right there. Trust me. I know. Like you said, I've in my relationship with my wife and with my coaches or, or, you know, even in my, my passion, which is helping people get sober, right? If, if I'm not accountable to them, if I'm not doing, if I'm telling them what to do and I'm not doing it myself, they're going to smell it. And then they're going to be like, and if I come into work crying, they're going to be like, okay, here, dude, I'm going through withdrawal and you're sitting here whining over some, something stupid because you couldn't mow your yard or whatever the case may be. Right. And that's, what's helped me you know, level up in areas of my life is to continue to put one foot in front of the other and listen to guys like you that have gone there and, and done the work, you know, cause I know it works cause you guys wouldn't be where you're at if it didn't work. And, you know, and, and that's what I love about, you know, cause I've interviewed some other apex members and they all have the same story. I mean, we might've had a time where we whined and, and cried and poor me, but then we realized like, that's not working. So we got to try something new. And then we all connect. Right. And it's been a beautiful thing, at least for me to to be a part of this group. You know, sometimes my growth is slow, but I know that if I don't stop, it's going to get there. And I got guys like Thomas that I can reach out to if I have a question. And, you know, thank you for again for like being here so people can understand that you started with that first step, just like everybody else did. Right. You know, I say it all the time, man. It's small steps forward daily. And the whole intention there is like, you know, I played a lot of sports growing up, a lot of football and whatnot. And especially playing football, I was an offensive lineman and it was, we move the ball forward each and every play. doesn't, no matter what, it has to get moved forward. Right. And the same thing applies to life and in business. Every day you need to progress. Some days you're going to have amazing, you know, grand slam days where you're going to move that ball and you're going to, you're going to run a hundred yards. Cool. And you're going to score the touchdown. But that's not the reality of most days. Most days, it's going to be a struggle for you to get out of bed. It's going to be a struggle for you to get into the gym. It's going to be a struggle for you to put down the alcohol or the drugs or whatever. Right. You still need to make the progress those days. Because again, you have more days that are on the lower end of the, of the, the small steps forward daily than uh, uh, of the greater of you making the big leaps and bounds. And those small steps wind up compounding upon themselves over time. So here's the analogy I like to use, right? You take small steps forward each and every day. Like you, you, I'm talking, you move one foot in front of the other. Right. You move one foot per day for six months. And you turn around six months later and you turn around and you say, oh, shit, I didn't realize I walked that far. Right. Right. Like if you if you said, ah, you know, I'm not ready or this is not the perfect moment or, you know, hey, this isn't a grand slam. So I'm not going to waste my time. I'm just going to sit on the couch and do nothing. 
well, you didn't get anywhere. And you could have gone so far in that short period of time if you had just committed to the work. Absolutely. And I'm glad I did follow your advice and slowly take those steps or I wouldn't be sitting here on my own podcast having Thomas Keenan as a guest who's a best-selling author and you know CEO of Break Free Academy. Because uh, exactly, I can look back where I was a year and go, wow, like if I would have stopped, I'd be still stuck back there going, you know, maybe on a phone call with you all, I'm, I'm going to get it done one day. And you would have been like shaking your head like, dude, if mm -hmm. you would have just took some steps, you know, yeah. and, and that's like life with anything, right? Like being a husband, like I know for me, it's, you know, I'm not the best at it, but every day is a step forward to try to be the best husband I can be, you know what yeah. I mean? And the best brother, the best son, uh, the best friend I can be. And it's like, uh, I think Ryan spoke about it on a motivational Monday one time about his friend, Sam Bakhtier or whatever, the guy that fitness or about being 1% better every day, mm -hmm. you know, and that's my goal is to be 1% better than I was the day before. So that at the end of the year, I'm 365 days better than I was in 220. And, you know, it started by me asking for help and, you know, I got to go to a meetup and meet all these amazing people that I knew online. I finally got to shake their hands. You know, and I was an offensive lineman in high school too. So you got to imagine, like, I took that picture with you and Chris. Those are the guys I went up against. I was 5'8", 155 pounds. But, you know, there's a lot of people that didn't want to play at my high school at the time. And that's how I used to tell myself, I'm just going to hit the guy as hard as I can. If I can move him an inch, I did my job, you know. Cool. And, yep. um, you know, so, you know, I, wrote, I also wrote a book, as you know. And um, what I like to ask my guests is, what is – it's called fearless happiness and the happiness has a wired. I like to start with fearless. So for you, what is, what does fearless mean to you and how does that show up for you in life every day? Uh, taking massive action when you're not, when you're unsure of the outcome, but something in your gut tells you that it's just the right thing to do. Right. That's, that's fearless to me. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, see, that's the beauty. And I say it on my episodes all the time. Like our answers are so different, but yet the same if that mm -hmm. makes sense, you know, and most yeah. of us that are most of the people I've got to uh, privilege of interviewing. It's, it's all about doing something, even if you're afraid to do it, even if you don't know what's going to happen, because it's the right thing to do. Sure. Dude, uh, here, here's the biggest thing, right? That I've, I found in life. There is never a right time for anything. Right. There's never a right time to buy the house. There's never a right time to go buy the new car. There's never a right time to start the business, get married, have a kid, whatever never a right time to go buy the new tv like whatever it is that you're looking to do in life there is never the right time for the most part sometimes there is and that's kind of like wonky when it does actually happen but if you wait for that perfect moment you've wasted so much time like you could have gotten so much more shit done if you had just bit the bullet and and, and taken action and, and move, move again small step forward daily right take that step and get going and it's funny it's kind of like this man you ever you ever drive over a bridge like early morning when it's it's foggy as shit? Oh yeah, pulling up to it right, <laughs> and, and you feel this fog. Yeah, you're coming up, you're like, I can't see ten feet in front of me, right? But as you go those next ten feet, you can see ten feet further. Right. Well, it's the same thing with all this crap that we get thrown at, and you know that gets thrown at us in life with business, with with you know, in some instances, like with, with you have, you know, what does recovery look like? You know, from, from an addict or, or an alcoholic standpoint, you don't know. You have that cloudy vision in front of you. And it's not until you start going down that road and walking into the fog that you get further clarity. And that analogy just applies to so many different areas of life and business. Absolutely. And you're right, because when I first got sober, like I had no idea what sober would even look like. And it was the scary, you know, here's how scared I was. 
when I was in jail the last time and the judge was going, you're looking at three years in prison or you're going to go to this facility, but you're not going to run my streets. Like my head went to the comfortable, right? Which is three hots in a cot. I can do that. Mm. Right. But something inside me said, give this thing a shot. Right. And here I am this year. I'll celebrate 18 years clean and sober by the grace of God. Right. But it's because like you said, even in the beginning when I had was full of fear, was never sober more than five minutes. You know, I kind of practiced what you told me is those little steps forward. I just followed someone's direction who went before me and said, okay, I'm going to do what they did. Right. And it's like you fear being fearless. Right. I hear it. I'll be honest with you. So like when I started doing and putting people on my list, like our dream 25, we talked about, right. So I have my dream 25 for my top five, 25 interviews and your name. I'm like, but Thomas is so busy, man. You know, I don't know if I should ask that guy. He, what if he tells me no? And I was like, why am I having this conversation with myself? And look, here we are. We get to have an amazing conversation with someone who's been there, done that and walks the walk and talks the talk. So I, that I appreciate much about you because when you tell someone to do it, I can guarantee you, you're going to watch Thomas be doing the same thing. And, you know, he, if he tells you something, it's probably something that he's got to practice too. So I appreciate that. Um, so happiness, knowing I put the Y in there and a lot of people still hit me up like, dude, you spelled it wrong. There's <laughs> a reason for it. Just, just, just bear with me. And then I, when I tell them why they're all, okay. So knowing I put that Y in happiness, what does happiness mean to you? Like, what does that look like for you? Happiness is, um, that's a great question. I would say happiness to me looks like my family surrounding me, my immediate family, my wife, my kids, and having the ability. Okay. This is, this is, this ties to business ownership and, and why most people in the United States of America probably do it is freedom. Mm. I want the freedom to be able to say, you know what? Shit's handled at work at the company today. Therefore, I'm going to invest time into my group. I'm going to invest time in my family. I'm going to watch my kid play baseball. I'm going to watch my daughter uh, in gymnastics or whatever it is that they're doing. Right. Because every week it's a new activity, by the way. <laughs> right. I remember those days. <laughs> but that's the ability to do that, the freedom to do that. Right. And, and that's like, that's the, I see some people start a business because they want this freedom, whether it's financial freedom, they want freedom from a boss, they want freedom from this. And people don't know what that looks like on the, on the back end. They don't know what the results are that they actually really truly want. And they wind up building themselves into a business. They paint themselves into a corner and they become miserable humans because they built a business that has consumed them and, and constricts their life. They're run by their business rather than them running their business. Right. And I'm just talking from um, an area that I lived for so many years. Like I, I've built a couple of businesses that have been successful. I built one that was a complete, utter miserable, miserable failure too. And the, the failure one consumed every ounce of my body and soul for five years. Okay. My mental sanity. Okay. My, my, my physical fitness, my sleep, my relationships were, were killed and, and can never come back to life because of that business, because I made some poor decisions. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I learned a lot of lessons and, and, and I wouldn't, I don't regret doing any of it. However, I didn't know what the end goal was in mind. I, I didn't know what the results needed to be. Therefore, I could not create and build to get to that end result. Mm -hmm. We talk heavily about setting goals and, and getting clear on what it is you want, whether mm -hmm. it's from a relationship with your spouse you know, whether it's you starting a business, hey, if you're going to write a book, cool. What, why? What's the end result of you writing the book? What are you looking to do with that? 
And um, it's just, you know, it's an area where a lot of people just go in, they start throwing shit against the wall. They hope something sticks and they start, you know, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to start, I'm going to build an online course. I'm going to start a coaching program. I'm going to join this coaching program because I need help in this. And then you have all of this stuff going on. We get consumed by the amount of time it then takes. It's pulling us away from our families and the things that we actually enjoy doing. And now we're miserable. Right. Why? Like, why do that to yourself? Exactly. Now, I'm a big fan. There's this book called Essentialism by a dude named Greg McEwen. Uh, if anybody here is listening to this, go pick up that book and read it. Uh, you, you can get the audiobook version of it too. It's badass. And it's kind of like the whole theory is um, less but better. You know, give up the trivial few, uh, the trivial many for, for the better few is what he talks about in the book. And it took me reading that book several times to really get it clear and through my head that I'm trying to do too much bullshit and it's taking my focus off of the important stuff in life. Um, Warren Buffett talks about it a lot too. He's, he's spoken about it or, 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 you know, has a, a, some article written where he was interviewed and he basically said uh, he was asked, you know, you know, what, what people focus on. And he's like, most people are all over the place. They need to write down a top 10 list of shit that they want to accomplish in their lives. Like, you know, hobbies, sports, things that they're into. Right. And they need to take the first seven or eight of them and just delete them and never think of them ever again. Cause it just ain't going to happen. Right. Okay. So I, I kind of applied that theory to my own life uh, about, about two years ago. Um, I like to shoot guns and I had the opportunity to start competitively shooting pistol. And uh, I looked into it. It's like, oh, that's going to be cool. I'm going to have a good time. I have fun doing it. Travel requirements away from my family, uh, away from my businesses that I was trying to build at the time, um, you know, cost of, of actually doing it. And I was like, you know what? It's cool. I will have a good time. But does it serve the greater purpose? Right. That's when the pros have to outweigh or the cons. You know what I mean? Like, correct. You got to correct. Does it outweigh the purpose here? And, and, and it, it took me. You know, a, a little bit of thinking about that and having some conversations with my wife um, and it, it just didn't make sense. So I, I, I said, all right, you know what? I'm going to pass on that. Not every opportunity in life is a good opportunity. And the same thing goes for business, man. I talk about it in my book heavily. Not all business is good business. Right. You know, like you, you get that customer who calls you up or that client who sends you that text message or DM and you look at it and you're like, oh, shit, I'll deal with that later. <laughs> right. That is a sign. Right. That, there's something, there's an underlying issue, and it usually is related to core values that that person is not a good fit for you, or you're not a good fit for them, vice versa, doesn't make a difference. Right. So you need to go in and audit your shit and figure out exactly who it is you want to serve and work with. Because there's no sense and, and no need to go work with someone who doesn't respect you, who doesn't treat you well. And, and sometimes the, it's a good person, but it's just a pain in the ass to deal with that person. And if, right. if you feel, if, if that person takes up one ounce of your energy, if you lay your head on the pillow at night and you say, Oh shit, that guy, James, I got to deal with that tomorrow. Right. If you start saying that a couple of times about some person, it's time for you to go have a conversation and usually fire the client or say, Hey, you know what? This ain't working time to move on. You right. need to go focus on the, the less but better, like I mentioned before in that book, Essentialism. And, and man, I started living my life that way intentionally and things changed for the better and rapidly. Awesome. I'm going to have to get that book. Mm-hmm. I got a whole slew of books. One of yours is next that I'm reading. Um, 
Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, like I said, it took me a little while to figure this whole thing out and, and get the right people to, to help me out. And But you're right. It's like, like I've even done that working for a company as an addiction counselor, right? If I got a client that where I'm waking up and I'm going to bed with that person on my mind and they're not doing the work, yeah, I've gone to my supervisors and said, look, we're not helping this guy. Either get him a new counselor because he's not listening to me. Maybe there's something that's not clicking, you know, but because it'll ruin your day, like, because that's all you think about. And then you're frustrated, you're pissed off, you know what I mean? And so I've had to learn the hard way to when to say, okay, that's enough. Right. And I'm, but I'm like you, like I'm doing this because I want the freedom to be able to spend time with the family. So like, I'm going to have kids spread out through you throughout the United States and grandkids. Right. So if the, the wife wants to go, Hey, let's get in our RV and go. I want to be able to do that. Yep. So, you know, like the investment of becoming part of apex is one of the best I've ever done. So, you know, I'm going to slowly move my way up the ladder on the, the different levels and, and continue to do the work. Um, but you know, for me, it, it's such an honor for you to be on my podcast. I'm going to keep, you know, doing the small steps forward, small things forward, small action steps. Uh, you know, as we know, Ryan says, even imperfect action, at least you're doing something, right? And the whole purpose is to fail forward because then you can learn a lesson, what works and what doesn't work. So, yep. you know, you coming on and, and sharing that with, with the audience is I hope they, they better get some good stuff out of it because I know I did. Um, but before we part, is there any last thoughts you want to give the audience? Yeah, man. Imperfect action uh, is a huge thing. You know, I talk about it too. It's uh, done is better than perfect. You know, um, again, there's no perfect time. We talked about that already, but let, let's look at it on a bigger scale. Let's look at it on a bigger scale of like Apple or Microsoft, right? Two big juggernaut companies. Everyone right. who's listening to this podcast, <laughs> I'm sure knows who they are. Right. You ever notice when Apple releases a new product, a new iPhone, or, or even a new update to their software, right? It comes out and it's got bugs and quirks immediately. Right. And people are, are whining about them, bitching about them. And slowly over the next couple of weeks, a couple of months, you start getting these updates sent out to your device. Right. Okay? And the same thing goes for, for Microsoft. You know, I, I have a, an iMac computer here, but I have Microsoft programs on this computer. This thing pings me every two or three days that it's, a new update has come out. Right. They built the software and they made it good enough. Right. Made it good enough to, to, to go to the market and collect some money. And then once we collected some money and we proved that there's a market for it, and we can sell that shit. All right, cool. Now let's get the developers in there to go and actually get the bugs out and make sure this thing is working properly. Same right. thing applies to your life. Absolutely. And I was like, with my workout, you know what I mean? Like when I completed 75 hard, I was like, I went into it knowing I had a bad shoulder, I got a bad knee and I got a bad back, uh -huh. but I was going to overcome. Like I was going to just keep tweaking my workout. So I knew the ones that got me going and, um, and figured it out. And, and that's what life's all about. And that's what like my book's about is just overcoming your challenges is our whole motto that, you know, is don't stop and don't quit. Right. Cause if I would have quit a long time ago, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. I wouldn't have the friends that I have. I wouldn't have the network of people in my life that I have today, right? And that I can go to for advice, whether it's business or life. Like, I know if I called you, Thomas, and said, you know, this is not business related, but I got a question about life. Like, can I get your ear for a minute? You'd be like, okay, let's schedule a time. Let's do it. Yeah, you know, sure. that, that stuff happens all the time. And I think that's the beauty of 
of our network and the program that we have, you know, at Break Free Academy, it's called Apex, right? And there's different levels to it, um, but that's irrelevant. The levels are irrelevant. Someone comes in, right? And they have an issue, whether it's business related, health, fitness, finances, personal, mar- doesn't make a difference. There is somebody in that community who's willing, like you said, Absolutely. to pick up the phone and say, hey, you're struggling. I've been there. How can I help you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's exactly what I, I needed you to say because people got to know, you know, I, I, pray, I preach it all the time, but you know, there's going to be naysayer like, how can a big group like that be that, you know, like supportive of each other? Let me tell you, they are. Mm-hmm. So let them know, Tom, how, if someone wanted to get a hold of you or your book uh, or, you know, whatever, reach out and join Apex. Let the audience know how to get a hold of you, please. Yeah, sure. The best way to get a hold of me is head over to connectwiththomas.com. And there's no H in my name. So T-O-M-A-S. Uh, the other spot is head over to my, my other website, which is thomaskeenan.com. Uh, all my links are there. Links to Break Free Academy, some of my products, my books, uh, and all, all that fun stuff. So those are the best places. And then, of course, you can find me on any of the social media channels. Uh, pretty much everything but Twitter. I don't do Twitter. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a big Twitter fan either. Uh, yeah, you got to let me know about your podcast too, Thomas. Yeah. So uh, my podcast, I'm excited about this. We just hit 10,000 downloads this week, which is cool. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm trailing Ryan by a couple. <laughs> I think he just hit uh, 2.1 or 2.3 million downloads Dang. on his Rewire podcast. So yeah, I got a lot of catch up to do on that. But um, <laughs> listen, man, different levels, different devils. We say it all the time. But right. yeah, my, my podcast is uh, is great. We have some, some crazy-ass guests who are about to drop. We had about... Uh, as of right now, I've got 13 episodes in the bank that haven't even been released, awesome. um, which is cool. So you can head over to stepitupacademy.com uh, and check that one out. And uh, if you go to the connectwiththomas.com link, there's links to it in there as well. But awesome. uh, yeah, we, we, got, we got a pretty good show over there and su- successful entrepreneurs come in and basically share where they've, uh, where they've won, where they've screwed up. Kind of very similar to what we're doing here. Just yep. a natural conversation. Yep. Um, and we, we want to help people. It's the ultimate goal. Awesome. Again, my friend, thank you for for coming on and being a guest today and taking time out of your busy schedule to spend some time with me. Uh, I'm going to let you get back to work here and and do what you do, what you're good at. But um, you heard him, everybody. Reach out to Thomas. This guy is a wealth of knowledge. Listen to his podcast, Step It Up Academy. You're going to hear some great people on that podcast. Thank you so much, sir. I hope you have a great day. And uh, again, thank you. Thanks, Max. Have a great day.